This is Daizen Shui X, the podcast, episode 134, for the week of June 22nd, 2008. Welcome to Daizen Shui X, the podcast, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Daizen Shui X. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening. And a little bit to, oh. Entertaining. That's right. Hey, what's up, Mary? Hey, how are you? I am good. Let's see. It is super, super early. So by the time you hear this podcast, we are coming back from anime next. We'll probably be zombies. We're crashing some. We will be zombies. Who's going to kill us? Because you have to die first. Natural causes? What do you think? I want to say special guest. Cause of death at anime next. Special guest. Yes. Is going to kill us? Yes. Is it's, it Jeff? No. <laughs> he's not there. All right. True enough. Jeff's going to be at a wedding over the weekend of the convention. So uh, it's not true that we're flying solo. We're uh, hanging out with our buddy Henry and there's going to be some other friends from college back up there. But, uh, you know, our usual group isn't going to be there. That's kind of sad. It'll be different. Julian's some over Some of our Japan. usual group will be there. That's true. We're going to meet up with a bunch of cool people. But we'll be there. We're back now. So it's going to be a short episode. We're not doing news. We're not really doing the topic. We're not doing releases. That's right. We ain't got no time. I got to record and edit this way ahead of time. What we're going to do is play back to back a whole bunch of short little conversations we're going to have with people. It is kind of a topic, though. That's true. It is a topic. It's lots of mini topics, except they're all the same topic. You follow that? No, but all right. It'll all come. You're going to participate, though. I know. We already recorded one, and that would be Julian's. And we're going to record a bunch of others and plug them in. It's going to be a fun show. What we are going to talk about with a whole bunch of different people is I'm going to basically ask a question and try to get a response. And that question is, what do you think the biggest story and or issue affecting Dragon Ball fandom today is? And I think there's a lot of different angles, a lot of different issues. I think that's a cool idea. And basically, I want other people to contribute on that because who the hell cares what I think? I talk every week. It's time to let other people talk. So that's what we're going to do. Good, good, good. First, we're going to check in with Julian, then we'll move on and uh, we'll conclude the show. So, of course, Julian, you're going to talk to us right now. So, of course, we got to check in with Julian. Julian, you tell me, what do you think is the biggest story and or issue affecting Dragon Ball fandom today? Well, I think maybe the main issue is that in spite of the fact that it is now readily available in North America and other places, we have the problem maybe of things going a little bit stale at some point. I mean, I realize we have plenty of merchandise in other areas coming through, particularly with the video games, but the fact is that all of the manga, all of the anime is now available in some form, even if it's not ideal, in North America, and indeed the rest of the English-speaking sphere. So at some point, you got to wonder, are things going to really start to peter out at some point? I mean, to me... Having been a fan for so long, I, I've noticed, you know, peaks and troughs in the popularity, but I, I don't know. It's going to be weird to think that maybe a number of years from now, it'll be just this sort of really niche thing that's kind of a bookend on a particular era of entertainment. Like, people look back on their childhood, oh, I remember watching that show, but I don't know, maybe maybe then there will be a healthy nostalgia market going on as well. And that's kind of what it is over in Japan slightly, isn't it? Well, yes, I mean, it never really went away. It's sort of a perennially popular thing. The comics continue to sell well with readers who are just picking it up for the first time. You know, it's, it's in many ways considered a kind of classic that's come out of the jump machine of roping its creators into rather draconian contracts and such. 
nevertheless, um, it's influenced also another, you know, a whole wave of people who came after him who are basically the current crop of popular artists in Jump right now, and even in other publishers. But, I mean, Bleach, Naruto, One Piece, etc., are all majorly influenced by Dragon Ball, and in that regard, there's a tremendous respect for it. And I suppose, in some ways, there could be that in the U.S. as well, but I don't know. Just having experienced U.S. culture firsthand, you get the kind of sense that it's a very short attention span. You know, what happens when they notice the next shiny thing? So you feel like it's gone on for so long, and it's still managing to somewhat hang on in both countries, U.S. and Japan. At some point, that's got to run out. Well, that's kind of what I think might happen. I mean, there's always something new that's coming along. Particularly in Japan, there's a new animation that's coming out in the fall. It'll be interesting to see if... um, viewers in North America and elsewhere actually get to see what that is at some point. I don't know. I mean, I guess it'll have to be something that we see. There are still some pretty hardcore fans of shows that were back on back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, so I guess anything could happen, but we'll see. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thanks, Julian. Uh, it was obviously you're the first person we want to check in for you know the show and this kind of subject, so thank you, thanks. and uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Well, I'll talk to you then. Good night and later. Good night. All right. We are joined by our buddy and podcast hosting solution, God of Chaos. What's up, man? Nothing much. Just very hot. Very hot. I hear you. I got to turn off the air when I do the recording and stuff, but uh, I feel your pain. So anyways, wanted to ask you, so what do you think the biggest story and or issue affecting Dragon Ball fandom today is? Honestly, I'd say it's probably Dragon Ball Z fans themselves. Ah, fans themselves. Please elaborate. Well, you have your most, at your most basic, most fans you just don't want to talk to after you talk to them for a while. <laughs> Why so? Well, there's, you first have people who have decided that their opinion apparently is fact because they believe it. Right. You have, you also have, I'm trying to think of the way to put it, you have that level of that if you don't completely agree with someone's thoughts on the series that you hate it, you're, you know, that you're biased against it and they don't listen to anything you have to say. Uh-huh. And, I can imagine that it's off-putting for people who want to get into the series, but would you really want to get into a series if everyone you talk to about it acts like a prick? Yeah, I hear you. Is that just Dragon Ball, or could that apply to anything? Could it apply oh, to any long-running show, and could it be any show at all? That can apply to anything, but with Dragon Ball, it's long enough that it's easy enough for people to say, well, it's t- if you count everything, it's 500 episodes and over a dozen movies. Why am I going to spend money when clearly everyone who watches it is- turns into an asshole? <laughs> I understand. It's the kind of thing where it's like, I get older, but they all stay the same age. Exactly. Ah. Uh... Well, what else? What is it just that fans can be douchebags in general? Is it like the signal-to-noise ratio is just so, I don't know, exaggerated that it, the vocal minority seems like the majority and it's just tough Basically, to wade through? But it's also just... It's just tough to have a conversation, just a Dragon Ball Z conversation with someone else because it always, it stays a Dragon Ball Z conversation, but it always becomes almost more of a, just people arguing about anything and everything. I think what we've determined is that every Dragon Ball conversation turns into a Funimation box set argument. (laughs) Well, (laughs) well, that happens anyways, but even when it's not based on the box set. Right. I had, I had an argument over how the movies were shown in Japan in the theater because Funimation making the movies widescreen is apparently the worst thing they've ever done to the series. This is talking specifically about the films. 
Apparently, to this person has decided, the truth is, the movies were shown stretched in theaters in Japan, and they've Uh, always actually been full screen. Yeah. Is that just technical ignorance? I mean, what is it? it But it goes beyond the ignorance. Then when it's pointed out, then when I point out to this person, no, it was done open, Matt, they did it like this. You're obviously an idiot. Why don't you go Google it? <laughs> really? Are we the ones that need to go Google that? This was the actual response I got. Google uh. it in the middle of an argument where both of where I don't know if the guy's knowledgeable about it or not, but it, it makes me not even want to talk about the show. And if you don't talk about it, how long does a show really last? Even if, I mean, there is no more show. At this point, it's fans. That's very true. I mean, the show's been over technically for over 10 years and the only thing keeping it alive is merchandise yeah and to, for the merch for that kind of stuff to keep it alive there ha- it can't it can't just be you know you me and the people who've been seeing the show since it was on there has to be new people coming in and so basically what you're saying is that you're old and jaded and you can't stand new children basically all right so you're the douchebag well i've never i've never said i'm not the problem we, bo- <laughs> we both know i'm a big part of the problem yeah i hear you that, it's I, I, tough. Do it, I do it all the time it's just it's hard to not argue about something you're passionate about right which i i can understand even because i do it too but if you're gonna do the arguments like that, at least actually be sure you know what you're talking about. Is all I ever is all I ask of people. If you're gonna argue about whatever Funimation's done to it, whatever Bruce Falconer's done to it, whatever Chris Sabat has done to it, just know what it is is being argued. So it's not just well, I'm a prick and I've decided this. This is what's going on. Right. I've decided what is fact, and obviously I can't be wrong. I mean, like, feel free. Anyone can feel free to say Chris Sabat's not a good Vegeta, not a good Piccolo. That's fine with me. But stop getting into the personal arguments about people that you don't know. Where they start getting into, you know, the weird stuff about people. Chris Sabat's a horrible human being. And it just it just makes it unappealing to talk about the series as a whole. Right. And that's coming from someone who is a fan of the original Japanese version. And to hear yeah. that coming from, you know, a fan like you, that that's really interesting to me. And we both, and I'm crazy. I import R2 discs all the time of shows I already own in English that right. have subtitles. Just because I want to own that version of it. Right. And... It's just I like Chris Sabat as an actor. He's good in most stuff, Samurai Seven, other stuff. I did. I'm tired of hearing personal attacks against people that no one knows. It just makes it really annoying to want to talk about anything related to the show. I think you've proven your point by somehow <laughs> turning it into a conversation about the dub voice actors at Funimation. Well, but that is, that's a big part of it too. Is you have people arguing the dubs better, Japanese versions better. You know, if you don't like the English version, you obviously don't know what you're talking about. If you don't like the Japanese version, you're not allowed to have an opinion. It just it just always turns into some argument that makes it impossible to want to watch the sh- If you haven't watched the show, I can understand wanting to not be involved at all because of the arguments. Right. So I guess in conclusion, what you're saying is that there's not enough respect going around, and there really needs to be. There needs to be more yeah. respect and respect of others' knowledge. Because the, Exactly, because the show's gone. The only thing that keeps it going is us buying the merchandise. You and me may still be buying stuff 10, 20 years from now, but a good chunk of the kids and people who want, you know, watch the show as it was ending on Chidami aren't going to be buying stuff 10, 20 years, so there needs to be new people coming in if we're going to keep getting new stuff. If that, You know, if there's going to be conversations to be had 10, 20 years from now. And right, and everyone needs to play nicely. Exactly. All right, I think that ends it on uh, the appropriate note, so I'm going to let you go. Thanks for uh, checking in with us and giving us your point of view. You're welcome. All right, later, man. Yeah.
Joining us, we got our old buddy, I don't even know what to call you. I always say Napier, but I should just say Remy. Yeah, by now it's probably best. I've, I've abandoned that name a long time ago. Yeah, so. I know, but to me, the internet is perpetually in like 1999, so whatever. I feel so sorry for you right now. <laughs> I know, I haven't moved on. But I did want to bring you on. Uh, I'm talking to some people, trying to get some different ideas and perspectives. I'm asking people, what do you think the biggest story and or issue affecting Dragon Ball fandom today is? Well, okay, let's see. Years ago, back in, I don't know, our quote generation, it was, you know, the, the dub, the TV show, wondering how that'll turn out, whether or not, you know, Funimation's uh, toilet will be flushed or like overflowing with actual good quality shows. <laughs> Um, right. But see, the manga, you know, Viz has done it all. They're actually doing the um, the Daizenshu now, apparently, so that's nice to know. I don't think too many people have to worry about that, though, because there aren't too many people out there who will really take it for what it is as this, you know, massive source of information. So fans as a whole probably are worried most about the movie coming out. The new American-made live-action movie. Yes, the one produced by the guy that did, uh, sorry, directed by the guy that did Final Destination, right? James Wong, was it? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, I've seen bits and pieces of it, and I'm, you know, you know Final Destination, and I'm a little frightened by it. Well, not as in, like, it being a scary movie, just as in the prospect of Dragon Ball being anything worthwhile. I don't know, like, the cast, individually, except for Justin Chatwin, because I never watched alias and i have no idea what else he's been in like emmy rossum's a good actress you know um shy and fat's always random except you know pirates three and no questions and no comments there uh like i think just people because the way movies are right now there's so much investment in remakes in movie versions of all these comics and cartoons and things i haven't even heard of like anything by i don't know miller or guyman or just any other major name out there is being made into these hundreds of millions of dollars adaptations and dragon ball internationally probably has the most you know clout amongst any comic and therefore has the most to either win or lose so if it bombs a la i don't know dead or alive or uh god help me the shadow are you saying dead or alive was not the most amazing movie you've ever seen well look okay robin shaw is one thing but robin shaw not as luke hang (laughs) you know he's gonna be in the new street fighter movie is ken ken or again right no 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 ken not ken i i I did hear about that i may have seen a preview picture of him as gen and i kind of approve <laughs> that's a whole that, that, that's a whole another story because of whole Kristen Kruk it's Chun Li and I mean Smallville yay and all but I I, I don't know it, it something just, just doesn't sit well with me and maybe it was a tofu I had about five hours ago I, I don't know but <laughs> all right so in general not even just Dragon Ball with these other movies too it seems like casting is a big deal and that could very very potentially make or break the movie adaptation by itself right there well I'm not saying that's going to be the case with with uh, Dragon Ball per se, but just that right now, all we have to go on is, you know, the cast and what little credentials uh, Wong and I guess Charles Cruising, right? That is correct. Right, so I mean, Charles done great stuff, but if, if we if we don't see that same kind of, you know, fluidity and action, or, I don't know, because people by now know that it's not going to be entirely true to the manga. I mean, even if you retcon the first 12 books and just start with Piccolo, it's going to be a lot to swallow, and because of that, because you're, you know, not starting from the beginning and because you're starting off with Goku as a as a young adult you really it, it almost brings up the idea that they're making the movie strictly for the fans problem being a lot of the fans are complete retards like us where we want to see you know like all the red ribbon army members specifically you know play to their core right we would, right we, we, we would want to see you know 
I don't, I don't know. Um, Nathan Lane as a blue Shogun. Oh, that'd, be, that'd be great. Oh my god, that'd be awesome. But no, I, it's just there's so much to look forward to. But given you know how many years the movie's been in production, I don't know limbo or hell or or a purgatory or what whatever you want to call it. There's just a lot of fear and doubt, at least for me, because um, oh well, I don't know, Dragon Ball is like my the, the pinnacle of my high school life. To put it bluntly and as nerd nerdly as that sounds you know it still played a, like a key role for me in in my you know i don't know just growing up in general so i'm looking forward to this uh i don't know more concrete actualization of that of that interest of of those years of you know watching and reading dragon ball and now because of that whole comic book movie scene there's people who have never even heard of you know all these cart these comics and cartoons but because of the movie like now it exists so for people who are watching dragon ball that don't see it who have never heard of it before it's kind of like okay so dragon ball is supposed to be the best cartoon in, in japan history i wonder how the movie is going to turn out and if it bombs if it you know dies horribly then uh, i'm gonna have to start taking up sports or something i don't know so there's a potential for almost being slanderous towards the original if this adaptation doesn't you know prove itself to this new audience I would definitely say so. I mean, it might take me a few minutes to give examples, but there's been, I'm pretty sure, quite a few, like, situations in the past where, you know, the next big step or, or the newest big thing just bombed horribly. Okay, Wild Wild West. I, I guess I'll, I'll use that god-awful example. You know, it was, it was an old TV show, ran for a while, pretty popular. And, um, you know, the movie, Will Smith, Kevin Klein, Brownell Hayek, a bunch of good actors and actresses, right? And it tied, it, 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 it tanked. It, it waterworlded, to use it as a verb. And I think because like, that's just one example of, you know, turning something old into something new and just failing miserably. We don't want that to happen, I guess, is all I can say at the moment. Gotcha. Well, I totally understand and sympathize with that because we don't want to be in a almost a defensive position where we're like, yeah, that was the movie, but there's this whole other thing. It's almost like taking us back to, you know, 97, 98, when this dub is on TV and we're like, oh, yeah, there, there's that. But, you know, this, this original version version and this is the thing that we're into so it's almost a, a parallel in that way i guess you could say that's probably why i only read the manga in high school because um <laughs> you know going back to the, the late 90s and the whole like um i don't know the ginyu force the season three the like the diarrhea kamehameha that was kind of widespread I guess. yep yeah and um i wouldn't I publicly tell anyone, oh yeah, I watched Dragon Ball. I mean, one, because I did and I, I still, you know, mostly just read it. But even now, I can, like, still look at my girlfriend and tell her straight up, okay, in volume 28, the guy that does the table of contents is Cyborg Frieza. <laughs> and I, I can say it with a straight, honest face, you know, without being, like, utterly, you know, ashamed about it. Of right. course, I, I don't know if she's ashamed. I think she probably is, like, just a little bit, but that's her prerogative. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Do you have any other final thoughts on uh, the movie coming out and how it affects fandom. I kind of wish Yuan Ping was involved, but as far as the whole fandom thing, uh, internationally, because Dragon Ball the manga came out, what, 20 years ago or beyond that, right? So, yeah. like, it's it's been around enough for people that there's a chance that if it bombs, people can still turn back to the manga and go, oh yeah, you know what, this was good enough to where it'll last a while. But for whatever new modern audience there is, I don't know. It, 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 it's, I'm a little bit scared. All right. Well, thank you very much for uh, popping in with your little perspective on stuff. No I guess problem. we will catch you later. All right. Take care. Later, man. 
So we are now joined by Castor Troy, the uh, former head maintainer awesome guy of Vegeta Insane and Ginga Giddy Giddy. What's up, man? Hey, nice to be on the show again, Mike. It's it been is a while. cool to have you back. What you been up to in the meantime? Uh, nothing much, really. Just making a few videos and stuff like that. Yeah, you got a new video that you just put up, right? Right. Awesome. I mean, throw in the little plug because it was cool. I watched it, and, you know, as a fan of the show, I totally appreciated it. Well, it's a Hajime no Ippo, a.k.a. Fighting Spirit video. Oh. And um, combined with, you know, the footage of the Rocky movies, it's called Go the Distance. So if you're a fan of Epo and Rocky, go check it out. Absolutely. All right, now that we got the obligatory plug out of the way, I'll get the real question in here. been asking people, what do you think the biggest story and or issue affecting Dragon Ball fandom today is? Well, there's a lot of topics, um, but I would say the one I'm, I'm most recently familiar with is, you know, the quality of the season sets. I mean, I've only seen the first one. I haven't bought any of the others. And I heard, you know, opinions are mixed. There's a lot of, you know, good and bad things about them. You know, it, it had to come up with someone. We we touched upon it briefly in one of the other ones, but everything seems to come back to these season sets. So what specifically about them is so heavily affecting fandom today? I would say um, everyone's buying into the whole widescreen issue and the and the fact that they really didn't clean up the footage well as they said they would. So you think that some of the lies, and that's really what they were, is they were lies. That yeah, basically. A, a good segment of fandom like totally buys it without any additional research whatsoever. And then there's also the other side that's like, hey, um, you know, that stuff kind of isn't true. It was, you know, the best-selling um, anime um, oh, totally. box set of last year, so I think a lot of people are really buying into it. So does that mean that its quality is actually irrelevant because it did so well? Does it even matter what it looks like? It, it depends on the fans, you know. I mean, it kind of matters to me because you know, right. I've been a fan <laughs> For a long time, and I want to watch it in the best quality, you know, without having to buy the Region 2s, which I will be buying soon, so... Nice. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> well, in addition to the video, I mean, something that was really big with these sets are the, the different audio tracks. We have the original, I guess you would say, American broadcast track, which is the dub voices and then whatever music was played on TV. There's the new dub audio track, which may have some slightly updated lines or recastings or whatever, with the original Japanese background music, something we we haven't had since 1997-98 with the first three movies. And then, of course, we have the original Japanese audio track. So is there something in there that, in addition to the video, is kind of affecting the fans and their viewing of it? Um, a lot of people might not notice that, you know, like some of the insert songs have been removed in the English dialogue and the Japanese music. You know, like when Piccolo dies to Napa to get rid of that, you know, holy-sounding right. song. Um, I actually think it's a technical problem on Funimation's part, because is that might have been on the Japanese vocal track and then you know they did, they decided to remove it then that gets removed too they don't really notice or spot check it afterwards right I have to imagine there's some kind of I don't know if it's a lack of quality control or just uh, well whatever and then move on you know what are they going to do about it um, yeah I kind of think you know they just put it in the machine and then oh hey it looks good let's do this <laughs> right 
Like, we're not really going to watch it all. <laughs> exactly. As someone who got into the show through the dub, right? You initially caught it WB and then later on Cartoon Network, correct? Yes. Uh, how do you feel about the this new dub track? Because kind of like me, the first English voices you saw was the Ocean Studios cast. And so, you know, later on, this was redubbed and those voices are in there. And so there's kind of this out of place dub with the Japanese music. How do you feel about that? And does that affect any set of fans? Mm, it's hard to say because... I actually did watch most of the Ultimate Uncut on Cartoon Network, and I was oh, like, okay. yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. But then now hearing it with the Japanese music. I mean, I'm I'm really happy to have the Japanese music in, but of, of course I'm I'm agreeing it's a little too late now. Right. That that's the kind of thing we were asking for literally ten years ago, and there were actually promises from Genfu Kanagi. It's like, oh yeah, that, that's something we're looking at doing for the home release. That never came to fruition until all this time later. And by then, we're all like, yeah, whatever, man. We've moved on. Well, I don't know. I mean, like the quality of the new dub. I mean, you're always going to compare it to the old Ocean Cast dub so right it's tough not to so yeah like the whole time i'm kind of like watching it then i'm like remembering and you know i think you know i think scott mcneil did a better job of that line. i, <laughs> I spot checked it too and i'm like every time i hear a line i'm expecting the original delivery of it where it'll be the same line but the emphasis will be on a different word I'm like no you said it wrong damn it it's supposed yes, to be exactly. said this way <laughs> and at that and point, I'm like, why am I watching this? Switch over to Japanese. I don't know. And it, it kind of, you know, it kind of feels like, you know, the voice actors have been doing it for a long time. You know, uh, they're just there to get their paychecks now. Right. It's <laughs> not like us where we woke up, you know, how early in the morning we're watching it. And we're like, you know, you know every little intricacy of every little delivery of the line. But yeah. Whatever. All right. Is there anything else about the sets? I mean, there's the video, there's the audio. That That's really all there is to a DVD release. You said it was, you know, the biggest selling DVD of last year. It's this huge thing. We've got five seasons in right now, so there's probably only two more coming out. How is this going to go on from here with Funimation and sets in general? What do you think? Um, I'm pretty sure they're going to keep selling well. Um, I guess maybe in the distant future I'll probably buy it because I just want some kind of subtitle of Daimao subtitles you know, to watch. Right. But yeah, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to sell well. So despite any pros and or cons to it it's in such a like a perfect package at that perfect price point exactly what Funimation wanted to do and like they nailed it with this in terms of their own I guess you would say profit because they're a company and that's what they meant to do yes well thank you very much for uh, joining me on this you're going to be spliced in with a whole bunch of different people and I think it'll be cool uh, as we listen back and forth and hear little bits and pieces of everyone kind of mentioning each other's things and it comes together as like this big topic so I appreciate right. it and uh, right, we no will problem. hopefully have you back on the show in the near future all right, thank you very much. All right, later, man. But we have to wrap it up with Mary because, you know, you've been here. You yeah. actually haven't heard anyone else's because yeah, I've so recorded Yeah, so I might actually separately. duplicate people since I'm the second one recording. I don't know either because I haven't recorded anyone other than Julian right now, right. but that's okay. I'm looking forward well, to it. I call first dibs on whatever it is I'm going to say. All right, Mary, you tell me what do you think the biggest story and or issue affecting Dragon Ball fandom today is? I think it is oversaturation in the market to the point that it would be confusing to consumers. I, uh, I agree with this. Tell me more 
more about this. Elaborate for me. All right. Multiple versions of the manga coming out in succession, rapid succession, with little or no explanation between the differences between all the above uh, re-releases of the anime, the movies, Blu-ray, regular DVD, oh my gosh, so much stuff, and new video games every couple of months. How is a savvy consumer to decide how to best spend their money? Oh, well, Mary, obviously, they would... <laughs> I fucked up that word. Obviously, they would listen to Daisenshu EX, the podcast. I suppose, but I'm on the show and I'm still confused, <laughs> so I have no hope for the public at large. Okay, that's fair Because enough. if I'm, you know, confused, I can bet good money other people are confused as well. Very true. I kind of do the consumer research legwork for you. Oh, do you now? Yeah, I think I do. Yeah, I don't really know what's up. <laughs> you don't know. You just hear every week. Yeah, I'm You just, hear words, you see words, I'm just whatever. you be a pretty face. I know. Uh, that's all right. Uh, so manga, anime, video games, is there anything else? I mean, we don't really pay attention to figures and all that kind of, in the card games. It is a lot, though. I mean, I don't want to say it's after the fact because obviously there's But it still, is. It is Come after on. the fact, but people are still buying this stuff, which is fascinating to me, but I feel like... So isn't that the reason why it's still okay to flood yes, the market? Yes, but I do not think it's okay to put out a release, cancel it, restart it, or put out simultaneous releases... I think it's kind of taking us all for a ride. That's the biggest thing we've talked about lately with the manga is Viz and, you know, they got the Viz Big coming out right now. Then later we're going to have hardcover well, that's graphic, what I mean. Go, go editions and box sets. And, that's yeah. specifically what's sparking my argument is Viz and their manga stuffage right now. But I'm tying in all those other things because I do think it's a bit too much... For 2008, for 2008, yeah, I think it is. Going into 2009, I, I really it's like, think It's like, let's it just give it a rest. Let's have a nice little nap for Dragon Ball Z so we can at least become nostalgic. Like Japan had. They had a break for a while. There's no nostalgic break. It's just constant, constant, constant. That's true. America really hasn't had the chance to truly stop and be nostalgic about Dragon Ball. Because it has been constant since, well, really, 95. I mean, we had the failed first 13, then Z started. Then it kind of had a little rut while it was gaining traction to go on to Cartoon Network. Peaked in a about 2001, ended a couple years later, but even in that meantime where, you know, all the dubbed episodes had aired, all the manga was out, they've still been pushing stuff, and I think you summed it up great, where we just haven't had a chance to be nostalgic about it. Yes, and that is the biggest thing, I think, affecting our wallets as a fandom. All right. Fair enough. Well, thanks, Mary. You just wrapped up the episode. Yay! I love that honor. Fantastico. So that's going to wrap up episode 134 of Dyson 2EX, the podcast. We want you guys to chime, you guys and gals, of course, because we do have a gal right here, chime in and let us know what you think. You can pop over to the forum on the website. We have a forum with a response thread for every single episode. And you are, as always, encouraged to send us emails. Mary, where do you send them? You send emails to podcast at DyzX.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. Thank you, Mary. That's it. End of the episode. We'll check you back next week with uh, some kind of regular topic. And then the week after that, we start up the manga review of awesomeness again. We promise to stop being so busy and having quickie episodes. Ah, uh, I know. It's con season. People have come to expect it over the last couple of years. Because, really, November, I think, or, yeah, I think we started in November. November, we're like two and a half years into the podcast Oh now. my god. Crazy shits. So thanks, Mary. You're welcome. We'll uh, check you next Okay, then. Later. Bye. That leaves uh, Julian and myself, although Julian's not here with me right now. We can be found at DaiZen2EX. That's www.daizex.com. So for all of them, my name is Mike, Digito EX, and uh, we'll see you next week. DaiZen2EX, podcast.
We are totally here live at Anime Next 2008. And by live, I mean we're in the hotel room. And we're just kind of sitting here. And I'm using the Rock Band microphone on the shuttle because it's USB. And over on the shuttle, the line in like blew up one episode, if you remember, many, many, many episodes ago. So we're sitting here in the room because we were hanging out. What have we been doing? You were feeling a little sick, Mary, earlier today. What happened? Um, I had a headache and a stomachache after eating con food, so I lied down for a little bit and I insisted that Mike go out and venture off on his own because I didn't want him to feel the need to have to babysit me. Right, so if you're following the Twitter, what I did is I you know, randomly wandered around the con. I went to the dealer's room and I just picked up Con Zimbon number two while I was over there. I saw Shinbu Toden for about 30 bucks, which is a Saturn game. Saw a bunch of the Super Famicom games. It's like, eh, whatever. I don't feel like trying to do the, you know, the eBay thing, that kind of stuff. So I came back and Mary was like, like, oh, okay, I feel better. Blah, 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 blah. So we went back and we actually got with the hotel room these coupons that were like one free drink from 5.30 to 7.30. And then each drink is a buck fifty after that. So I'm like, hell yeah, let's go down. And I indulge myself with some rum and cokes. And Mary, your drink of choice is? Amaretto Sours, baby. Right. So that's what we did. And we hung out there for a while and uh, enjoyed ourselves, had refreshing time. Then we headed back over to the dealer's room where I proceeded to pick up a Palkia and Super Saiyajin of Jito figure, both from Bam Presto. Mary, what did the box say? Um, it said made for use as prize in Japan only, or something like that. So it's some kind of prize, apparently. Yeah, and I paid twenty five each for them, except the guy said he'd give me a deal because I look like a a sharp young lad. He gave me them both for forty five. No, I'm just saying that. I couldn't remember what the actual phrase is from whatever I'm trying to reference. So I got him, and Palkia is awesome, and Vegito is awesome, and I will take pictures and put them up on the site. So, uh, yeah, that's that. We're going to ditch the con and go over to Staten Island and have some pizza, and then we're going to come back. AMV contest was earlier today, and our panel was earlier today. So all in all, the first day of Anime Next, I think, has been successful. Mary, agree, disagree, objections. I agree. It's been pretty chillax, and I like it a lot. Don't steal my word. I'm sorry, it's such a good word. Even though it's like old, like Andrew was saying. That is, uh, I think, it for the first day. Maybe if we can get some other people to record some cool stuff, that'll be fun. So, uh, yeah, we will check you later. It is Saturday evening at the convention. We have just finished playing the AMV award winners. And fancy that, one of them is right here. Has nothing to do with Dragon Ball. What's up, Peter? I, uh, I don't know what to say. I, I feel great. I honestly didn't see this coming. I, of course, I know I said that last year, too, but, uh... And I've been informed that no one in the history of the con has ever won the same category two years in a row before. Is that right? I have no idea. I should check that, shouldn't I? Let's say yes for now. Yeah. Let's say yes. You've won three times at the con? Three times total, yeah. How does this feel? This, uh, it's, it's indescribable. I... Where are you gonna go now? We're going to, uh, actually, we're going to get dinner somewhere. That's true. Very true. All right, so that, that was... But, but, but in, but in December, we are going to Disney World, so, uh... All right, there you go. Oh, we, we have another engaged couple right here. Congratulations! Um, so that's like a minute. Should say something else. Mary, what else? What did you do today? Oh, you did Dragon Ball stuff. Talk. Well, it wasn't Dragon Ball related per se. I went to the Death Note voice actor panel. And of course, because Brian Drummond was there, someone said, hey, do over 9,000. So of course he had to do, it's over 9,000. Don't laugh at that. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. So that's what I saw today. That was cool. I, well, on my own anyway. That's the one venture I did by myself. During the second screening of the AMV contest today, I sat outside the room and played Pokemon. And that was my afternoon. Mary and I communicated through text messages, keeping me up to date on the status of the Brian Drummond panel. And that, did we do anything 
oh, we did dealer's room. Didn't buy any Dragon Ball stuff today, but I bought Saturn things because that's what I tend to do. I bought an analog controller in Christmas nights, and... The guy from Madgear, we're on like a buddy-buddy basis now, and he gave me a deal, and then he gave me an additional deal because I'm staff. So I'm like, I will see you at Oticon, man. <laughs> and uh, I think that's it. We're going to go out to dinner, and I'll throw this at the end of a podcast episode, and that's that. So tomorrow's Sunday, last day of the con, and I guess that's it. See you later.